Hello everyone and welcome to Final Show. I'm John, the executive producer here, and I've just got a few pre-show notes for you. First of all, I want to let everybody know that our addresses have changed. Uh, our Twitch channel has changed from Sinstaku to twitch.tv slash finalshowfilms, and our YouTube channel has also changed to youtube.com slash finalshowfilms. Next, we want to thank our $20 tier supporters on Patreon, which is patreon.com slash films, by the way, if you want to go throw a couple bucks our way. That's going to be Cat Waterflame, Antitonic, Samantha Bates, and Maureen Monty. Thank you guys for that. Also, our website is in the process of getting updated. So go take a look at finalshowfilms.com. We've got Mara and Jeremy are working on updating all of our stuff there, making it look nice and like a modern website and frankly they know what they're doing far better than i or austin ever did so if you want to check out the things that are changing over there you go do that follow us on twitter at final show films for updates uh for all future things including things that are going on with our website and going on with the patreon page and things that are going on live as we stream them uh, as well as our podcasts and everything else so thank you very much for watching y'all have a good day Hello, everybody. Good evening and welcome back to Final Show Films for the first chapter of Shadows of the Neon, our Werewolf the Apocalypse game that I'll be running. My name is Jack and I'm the storyteller for this chronicle. And joining me this evening is Craig, who's muted. Hi, I'm Craig. I'm muted, and I'm playing. <laughs> I'm playing Sal Moraro, the uh, Glasswalker Ragabash. And William. Hi, I'm William, and I'll be playing Ingvar Ulstotter, the Get a Fenris Arun. And Mara. Hi, I'm Mara, and I'm playing Alex Kor, the uh, Black Fury Phylodox. And Holly. Hi, I'm Holly. I'm playing Dakota, the Galliard Uptena. And Aaron? I'm Aaron. I'm playing Anastasia Ambrose, the Silver Fang Galliard Metis. And John? I'm John. I'm playing Valko Petrovsky, the Silent, the Silent Strider Theurge. And Jeremy? Hi, I'm Jeremy. I am playing Aiden Taylor, uh, Hamid uh, Child of Gaia Philodox. And we'll begin with our introduction to the city. Las Vegas, city in a desert. For the Guru Nation, it's the stronghold of the Mojave Green Sept. Glasswalker runs since the 30s and constantly on the lookout for threats from within and without. The Black Spiral Dancer Hive in Death Valley is far too close for comfort. And the human forces of commerce, industry, and exploitation lace every street. Beneath it all, the weaver's web draws tighter, threatening to purge any spiritual resonance from the cityscape. <laughs> Nearby alliances are tenuous at best. The Uctena still stalk the desert close by, but the loss of ancestral lands still sits bitterly on their tongues. Children of Gaia can be found further coastward, but the Western Eye has struggles of its own. Vegas today is a fading enclave, teetering on the knife's edge, and even a nudge either direction could have drastic results. We begin as a dark shape moves down a street, dodging the flickering street-lit areas and occasional pools of moonlight keeping to the shadows. 
a chattering, scuttling sound sometimes echoes through the brighter, busier avenues, but none of the usual pedestrians seem to notice or care. After all, this is Las Vegas, and there are far more radiant vistas to draw the eye. Who cares what happens in the darkness when there are so many opportunities to reap in the light? The figure moves like prey, but with an undercurrent of surprisingly predatory grace. It skulks slowly down a narrow corridor before pausing as if testing the air for a scent. After a moment, the eyes widen and the silhouette breaks into a full panicked sprint. Moments later, the indistinct shapes of pursuers begin to manifest in the alleys and side streets, hemming in their quarry. The fugitive runs a circuitous path, desperately trying to shake the stalkers, scrambling over dumpsters and fences and fleeing down reeking gutter lanes, barely steps ahead, and then finally confronting a cul-de-sac of sorts. A dangerous, risk-laden barrier that few would dare to cross. The clatter of the hunters draws closer, and the escapee finally makes their decision. <clears throat> Hungry eyes watch as the figure flings itself over the fence, toppling down, down, down into whatever metaphysical void lies on the other side. And then slowly, one by one, the hunters fade back into the blackness of the Las Vegas Umbra. All of you in the material world are currently located at the halfway house with the exception of Valco. <clears throat> it's the evening of August 10th. There's some chit chat to be found if you decide to lurk the grounds. The halfway house, as all of you are aware, is owned by the Mojave Green Sept. Name of one of the higher-ranking glasswalkers is on the, the property paperwork somewhere. And <coughs> it's divided into two parts. Larger part to the northeast is actually an apartment complex rented by anybody who can manage to afford a modest home in what is tangent, at least, to the arts district here in Las Vegas. And then the smaller area, scattered few buildings, walled in, heavily gated, plenty of security cameras visible, is where the Mojave Green keeps some of the more problematic members of guru society here in Las Vegas. Kinfolk that don't have anywhere else to land. Metis children that can't be seen out in public but still need a roof over their head. And full-fledged guru <laughs> who either haven't found a place or haven't been given enough direction to know which way they should go. And, of course, temporary housing, Valco. On your arrival to the city, you were met by a few members of the Mave Green and then handed off to an elderly Galliard. Her name, as she introduces herself to you, is Juniper Johnson. And she is the one in charge of supervising the halfway house. She mentions that you'll be staying here at least until they have time for you to presumably deliver whatever messages you may have been given as a silent strider carrying <coughs> shipments, letters, other forms of communication between seps and cairns is kind of your bailiwick. And as you <coughs> pull in, riding passenger in her Ford Explorer that she's driving, 
She clicks a button. The gates slide open. And you're confronted by a small walled-in section of an apartment complex. Buildings flank on either sides, and also a pair, couple of them are dead ahead. There's a central parking area with a few shrubs and rough landscaping. The only thing that really sticks out is a, uh, a sculpture that is positioned more or less front and center, seemingly abstract in nature, mostly looks like a couple of decent chunks of steel and or iron welded together, almost in kind of like a campfire type arrangement. And she tells you that you'll be staying in 3A, pointing off to the uh, left. She hands you a key, says, make yourself comfortable. Let me know if you have any questions. I'm over in building D. Everybody here is in the know, so don't worry too much, but definitely give us a shout before you go wondering. I do have one question. Told that there's a moot soon? Give me a wits and etiquette roll. Oh. Difficulty six. That might not have been a question I was supposed to ask. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what was that? Wits and what? Sorry. Wits and etiquette. I don't know if you guys can hear. It's storming here, so if the steam ah. goes down, <laughs> that's why. Wits and etiquette. Difficulty six. Would my cool-headed specialty apply? No. Mm. As soon as I find my dice. It's <clears throat> etiquette. It's sick. Negative one successes. That's called a botch. <laughs> we got off to the best start ever. Wait. It's definitely the most entertaining. Yeah, yeah no, I have I have no dots in etiquette, so that makes sense. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a problem. Yep. Amazing. Yep. So, um, she kind of looks at you. Yeah, there's going to be one later this month. Okay. Thank you. Hmm. Um. But yeah. Any questions? Um. We'll probably. I mean. It's a little late right now, so uh, I'll see. I don't know if there's any food in the fridge, but I'll check in on you in like 20 minutes or so, and if you need something, we can get you something. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Sal, mm. <clears throat> you have been spending some time with some of the younger individuals and some of the Metis kids here. Um, but it's getting towards the end of the evening, pushing probably 9.30, 10 p.m. right now. And you see the headlights of Juniper's vehicle play across the, the windows for the room that you guys are in watching the movie. You know that she went out on an errand earlier this evening. 
um, and apparently has recently returned. Were you planning on movie night being just for the Metis kids or for the other kids here as well? It's it's really for anybody who wants to come in and see it. It's it's been okay. to kinfolk and um, I guess especially the Metis kids, but pretty much everybody else as a uh, informative documentary on mm-hmm. the uh, problems of dealing with other uh, shifting breeds, specifically the Rokia, the the were sharks, and mm-hmm. Of course, it is just Jaws. Right. Um, <laughs> so, uh, I mean, I would hope at least the three Metis kids are there and pretty much anybody else. I mean, it's just a, it's a movie night. Anybody right. who wants to watch Jaws, come and see it. Yep. Uh, so Juniper's two nieces, Philippa and Ashley, both kinfolk uh, are in the room as well. They're they... kind of they're kind of locked in on the movie right now because sure. <laughs> you know. Um, how old are they? Are they about the same? I mean, obviously not physical age, but I mean, are they the same comparative age to the Metis kids? Um, roughly. Okay. So Jade is eleven. April is fourteen. Jaime is fifteen. Ashley okay. is also fifteen. Philippa is sixteen. Okay. Um. What part in the movie are, are, is it right now? Uh, Quint just got eaten. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, uh, it's how it goes. Oh, God! Oh, I got to go to the bathroom. All right, kids. Um, just just keep watching. Um, when everybody else gets eaten, y'all come and get me, okay? Um, and then he'll hop over the sofa and go out in the direction of the, of the entryway. You hear April yell, Get that fucker! As... <laughs> As the chief takes out, uh, takes takes aim towards that uh, towards that oxygen tank, but uh, <laughs> so you duck out. Um, Alex, you also have been spending a little bit of time here, given that there's not really been much of an other place for you to to spend. Yep. Um. I'll have Ingvar, Dakota. Actually, I'll have the other five of you, actually. Just give me a perception and alertness roll, difficulty six, unless you think you're heavily engaged in something that would be taking most of your, opi- most of your attention, in which case it's a seven. Can I ask a clarification question? Yes. Would I be in my room or just out in the general area? Uh, you could be in either. Hmm. Okay. Also, I'll say I'm in the general areas, but we did establish my office is somewhat soundproof. Yes. Considering there are seven of us, who do you mean by the other five? We're back. I warned you all. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back once again. Okay. So, um,. But with those uh, perception rolls, everyone has noticed that someone has pulled into the apartment. Most of you, if not all of you, can draw the conclusion that Juniper's back. Oh, I'm headed out there. Okay. Then we will say you're the one who bumps into Valco on his way to his new apartment. Hi. Hello. Do you want me to describe myself, Jack? Why don't both of you describe yourselves? Valko, you start. Mm-hmm. Okay, let me pull up my description again. Also, window. 
Um, da -da 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 -da. Uh, so Valco has olive skin, very fairly dark, darkly tanned olive skin, black, long black hair that goes down to his shoulders. Um, and he looks like he he pretty much looks like he wears his life on his back. Um, he wears uh, he has this long traveling coat that is tattered in certain places. It looks like it's been repaired multiple times with bits and pieces from different coats. Uh, uh, it's got fur lining on the inside, which you can tell from the sweat dripping down his neck that he probably should have rethought before he came out to Las Vegas. But um, <laughs> you can tell it's got lots of different pockets all over it, sewn into it. Uh, he's got several belts, uh, like sort of three belts on, each of which are connected to a different bag. Uh, two of which are underneath the coat and another one is sort of, well, three of them are underneath this coat and he's also got a backpack on. Um, so very much the traveling nomad, like very visually much that. Uh, his, you can't really see his eyes at the moment because he's wearing mirrored sunglasses. Uh, Which is weird considering it's well after sunset. Yep. Uh, <laughs> even after sunset, he still, he wears his sunglasses. Um, and, uh, he also has, uh, he also has a, a, uh, talisman hanging off of his neck that has, uh, Egyptian hieroglyphs on it. Um, walks, if you, if you see him in motion, which you probably did, uh, he walks with a, he walks with a distinct limp. Uh, he favors his left leg. Um, and is sort of carrying, like I said, it just has lots of various sort of knickknacks hanging off of him, uh, in addition to, like, wearing this co outfit that doesn't seem right for the, for the... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, okay. What about Alex? Alex, Alexandra is, uh, tall, really tall and beanpole skinny, slouching like she's trying to hide and blend into the wall. She's wearing, um, she's very pale skin, very, um, pale hair. Um, she's albino and so no completely white her eyes are kind of reddish but you can't really tell that very well because she's wearing blue tinted glasses and she looks like she's trying to blend very hard into a wall because she's wearing like basically beige colors <laughs> <laughs> and a faded game of thrones t-shirt that is belted over a long sleeve shirt <laughs> looks like a dork <laughs> Sal, you were walking outside too, right? Yeah, yeah. So you you see Alex because you you know Alex and you you know that Alex can't really hide anywhere all that well. Nope. <laughs> and apparently talking to a newcomer that you've never seen before. Okay. Uh, yeah, Sal will approach. Should I describe him? Yeah, what's Sal like? He is, um, he also has a tan, although he probably looks like he came by it less honestly than Valco did. Um, and uh, it ha is, how, how tall is Alex? Alex is, I think, I can't remember what I said off the top of my head. I think she's like six foot. Okay, uh, so prob so probably a little shorter than than Alex. Um, uh, he's got uh, uh, black hair uh, that's uh, that's combed combed straight back. Uh, he's wearing a uh, sort of comfortably rumpled uh, black pinstripe suit, uh, but just the suit. He's wearing a, a black t-shirt under it. He around his neck he's got a gold chain and um, 
a fairly fairly large crucifix on it. Um, but anybody who looks closer at the at the center of the crucifix instead of Christ on the cross, there's a um, little carbon image of the earth. Um, and he's wearing uh, black socks and black wing, wingtips. Uh, for, for height relevance, uh, Valco is 5'8". Shorter than... <laughs> um, and so, uh, smiles at, at uh, Alex and says, Hey there, Red Eyes, who's your new friend? I don't know. Um... <laughs> Jack, am I aware that everyone here is... Uh, part of the nation? You, Yeah, you were told that uh, okay. Juniper mentioned that everybody here is in the know. Okay. Uh, sort of looking uh, between the two of them. Hello. Um, my name's Hakao. I've recently come in. What was the what was the last sept that I was at? Uh, last sept that you were at would have been... I want to say... I mean, if you... If you made it, if you did a direct path from where you picked up your last shipment, it would have been Sept of the Awakening. Okay, yeah. Uh, recently come in from the Sept of the Awakening. A pleasure to meet I know you. where that is. Uh, give me a... I'll say intelligence and occult. Hmm. No, no, intelligence and politics, sorry. Okay. Um, is politics... Yeah, to knowledge. There's politics. Yep. Yeah, there's politics. <clears throat> you have, or sorry, politics or huh, no? There's there's not a politics. politics. Sorry, uh, no, there's not a old, knowledge. Old world, uh, law, politics, okay. or uh, intelligence and say, law. Otherwise, I should have taken politics because I don't remember seeing that one. Yep. It is for whatever reason in the drop-down menu, though, which is fast. It used to be an ability. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It still is, but it's just not a major one. Is that just standard difficulty six? Uh, standard difficulty six, yeah. Mm -hmm. Hey, three successes. Three successes. You are aware that the Sept of the Awakening is a significant, possibly the most significant Bonar cairn uh, at least in North America, if not the world, it's in it's in Washington D.C. Oh, whoa, wow, that's cool. Did you stay there a while? Oh, uh, a little while. I'm I pass through places. Cool. Uh, Sal will stick out his hand and say, "Hey, there, Cal. Good to meet you. I'm Sal Moraro, uh, formerly of the Sept of the Green." Now you're in Vegas, baby. Uh, reach out, shake the hand. Uh, you nomadic as well? Uh, not really nomadic, more, uh, you know, just a change of scenery, that sort of thing. At this point, anybody else who wants to come out and see what's going on, with most of those roles, you'd be able to start hearing voices as well. It's a fairly compact area. With my common sense merit if it is needed. Is it socially necessary? I'm quite busy. It, not necessarily necessary, per se. No. Hmm. Okay. Aiden will get up and and pull out his uh, headphones and head out. Not because he's he's going to walk right past them. <laughs> um, He looks like he's just going to, I don't know, use the bathroom, something like that. 
<laughs> What's Aiden look like then? So Aiden is probably comparatively to a, to to most of the people living here. Um, is 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 fairly old, by which I mean he's in probably his mid to late thirties. Uh, and he he definitely wear those wears that age pretty heavily on him. Um, he's got a, a brown hair, sort of kept long, goes down to about mid torso, um, uh, sort of angular face. Uh, a goatee with about a couple extra days growth beyond like the Van Dyke area. Um, he's fairly slim. Uh, he's dressed in just a, like a, a simple gray long sleeve shirt, uh, jeans, uh, has a rather leather wristband around his right wrist, uh, leather jacket on. Um, for anybody who's particularly alert at this moment, y- you can pick up the scent of alcohol, uh, commercially produced cigarette smoke specifically. Um, commercially produced. It's an important yep. difference. Yes, it is. Um, and he's carrying a, a fairly simple but sturdy staff, which is good because his balance could probably be a little bit better at the moment. I, I have to say, I'm impressed that you managed to find character art that looks like an artist rendition of you. Right? <laughs> right? That's <laughs> like, so Aiden is just Jeremy. Like, <laughs> um, literally, yes. Yep. <laughs> Right. Anybody else coming out, or are you guys just letting it, letting things happen? Dakota's gonna come out. Okay. He just sort of brushes by the group. How tall? How, how tall is Aiden comparatively? Uh he is five eleven. Nope. Okay. So Dakota, I was going to Woodstock. You having an okay night? Sorry, what? <laughs> I said, how's it going, Woodstock? You having an okay night? You know, we got movies, we got snacks and stuff. You want to come down? There is just a long stare. Like, complete deadpan, like... Yeah. No, I'm good. Thanks. Sal grins and looks back at... Um, he introduced himself as Hakao. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, Hakao. Uh, he looks back at Hakao and says, uh, Gavel, this one will talk you off. Which is about when Dakota comes out. Mm-hmm. What's Dakota look like, Holly? Mm-hmm. Uh, Dakota is about five uh, eleven. She's um, slim. She is Native American, so she has like light brown skin. She has um, dark brown hair and like two messy like pigtails pigtail style buns on either side of her head uh she on her neck she has an ornate tattoo of the moon and she wears she has kind of like this weird rainbow of colors on right now she has like a dress on with like jeans under it and like necklaces and bangles and like all different colors you see this little knot of people kind of congregated with one individual that you definitely don't recognize. The bangles draw the mirror shade's attention. 
as he disappears, there's just a middle finger finger thrown up to Sal. <laughs> Sal waves cheerily back. Uh, she will come out with a big wave. Hello and salutations. Hello. Look down at the key that I've been given. Trying to figure out which door I need to go to because there's suddenly a lot of people in this hallway. <laughs> it's not actually a hallway. I mean, you're outside oh, okay. in the walkway, basically. It's not uh, a lot of people in this walkway. <laughs> right, yeah. Yep. And you can see 1A and 2A in front of you. And those seem to be the only two doors on the first floor. And it was, what was what was the... Uh, 3A. 3A? Yep. Uh, I'm... Hello. Um, I'm supposed to go to 3A. I don't know. Oh. Would someone... Show? That's up a level. As there is now a significant number of voices and a notable noise, it's probably when Ingvar decides to see what the hell is going on. Do you come out? Look over the balcony. Well, upper walkway, not really. Yeah. Quasi balcony. And you can see this little knot of people. And you hear that tack, tack, tack of a familiar stick sort of receding into the distance beyond. Hmm. She just kind of like leans over the balcony a little bit and just sort of takes in stock of whatever is going on. Is she in Glabro, or is she... She's probably managed to shrink down to Hamid at this point. Okay. Third floor, um, I'm assuming. Second floor. Second floor. Second floor. Uh, it's that way. Is Ingvar on the second floor, or which... Ingvar is on uh, B building, just a little ways across the way, oh, okay. but, also, but is on the second floor, yep. Okay. Uh, does does um, a cow have any bags? Yeah, he's he's, <laughs> he's <made> bags. <laughs> he's got he's got a, he's got a backpack, a thigh bag, a uh, a selection of satchels on his waist, and a messenger bag. He looks like he was drawn by Rob Liefeld. I was gonna say, yeah. Jack, are you saying that he's made out of pouches? <laughs> he, has, he has no feet. Um, uh, Sal kind of gives gives him another once over and says. Um, I, yeah, I can I can show you where it is. You need any help with those he's, bags, FedEx? He's also he's also wearing a fur a fur lined coat in Vegas at the moment. <laughs> um, no, I just uh, action Sal. You got it. Um, and uh, Sal will start to head to where I assume he knows where the stairs are. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. Just around the corner. Mm. Right. Uh, looking at. Uh, nice to meet you. And just lets it hang looking at Alex because it, oh, it actually. Alex. Nice to meet you, Alex. And then at Dakota. Nice to meet Kyle. Dakota. For a second. She will shake it excitedly. <laughs> He's does, not nearly does, as excited. Does, does she shake it with the the correct hand? I think she just shakes it with both hands. Oh, okay. <laughs> Play it safe. Good stuff. So good. <laughs> um, as Sal is walking, are, is anybody else following them up? Uh, I'm following, probably behind. And Dakota's gonna follow. And yeah, okay. and we're just watching from the from the B building. And you, yeah, you can all tell Hakao uh, has a definitive limp. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, so, Ingvar, you're watching 
Sal. The and, procession. And the, yeah. and the ducklings. Yeah. Sal and the ducklings. Yeah. <laughs> um, and as they're walking up, Sal's like, hey, look, uh, you're probably tired. You might want to get some rest. But, you know, if you just want to sit and chill out for a little bit, uh, we're just finishing up a movie over there. And he'll uh, point back to the door where the common area is. Oh, um, what movie? Uh, just finishing up Jaws. Never you know, seen, the, I've never seen that. Oh, shit. You got to come back down. We'll start it over. I think, uh, <laughs> I think some of the Cubs ain't shit themselves yet. So, come on. We'll do it again. Um uh, I was going to get a, uh, you know, show me the way to go home, sing along kind of deal going, but, uh, come on. Yeah, it'll be great. Come on. Hey, we got some snacks some drinks. Um, and he'll turn and look over his shoulder at, uh, at Alex and Dakota and say, you guys want to come on down? Hey, nice. Still young. Okay. Sure. All right. You ever seen a giant fucking shark? <laughs> yes. All right. Well, that's a story I got to hear. All right. Did you, uh, Oh, well, they ain't seen it. I was going to give away the ending. But, uh, yeah, come on. Let's get you up there and get you settled. Follow up. So the apartment is very simple. Um, single lock on the outside door. And as you open it, there's a small uh, sitting area, kitchen off to one side, one bedroom, one bathroom. Um, very sort of standard one-bedroom apartment kind of floor layout. Most of the rest of you, this is the same floor plan that you live in in your slightly cookie cutter apartments uh, here at the halfway house. Oh, uh, Jack, really quick. Um, the yeah. package that I was given to the it had been able to mm -hmm. go in my, uh, in my fetish in your magpie swag. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. okay, you yeah. could you could have fit that in there just because if it has weaver spirits in it. <laughs> Because <laughs> Weaver spirits don't play well with the Mac Twack. They, they don't. Yeah, but no, this one does not seem to be have Weaver spirits in it. Okay, okay, so it would be in there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll move in. Very deliberately take off the backpack and the coat and put those somewhere, but leaving all the other bags still on. Um, and uh, when he comes back out, now that he's got the coat off, he's wearing he's wearing uh, a button-down white a button-down white, uh, button white uh, shirt, and you can see now his left arm. Uh, the shirt, the sleeves are rolled up past his elbow, and his left arm from the elbow down that you can see looks like it looks like flesh that never healed properly from a very severe third degree. The entire arm. Um. Sal will look down and say, oh, shit, buddy, you look like Jaws, too. <laughs> I'm not a wolf. I'm sorry, I'm not a shark. No, I know, but uh, that looks rough, pal. Um, you're going to be okay with the stairs? Um, we could swap you with somebody on the ground floor if that's easier. Stairs are fine. All right. Uh, the movie, apparently? Yep. Right back down this way. All right. What color? What color is his coat? By the way, his fur coat. Uh, the coat is uh, brown with white fur on the inside. Okay. It's left in the. It's now. It's now in the room because it was hot. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. That's how we'll just we'll head back down the stairs and back over to the common area. Yeah. The. Ingvar probably hasn't moved from her position on the railing of B building second floor and is just kind of 
watching the procession again. You want to come watch a movie? Should I describe her now that she's been called Go out? ahead. You've been, you've been cited. Go ahead and describe Ingvar. Um, so it's difficult to tell at a distance, but Ingvar is definitely a tower of woman. In her Hamid form, she's at 6'6". Six, six. Um, and she has sort of very, very long um, drape of natural red hair that sort of uh, runs down into the like mid back uh, with like the the sort of the um, the braid circlet of hair that sort of runs around the back and then a single long braid that sort of drapes around mid chest. Um, very pale. Uh, definitely, this is a sort of the sort of complexion that one gets when they when they traditionally live in an Arctic climate. Um, with uh, sort of a pair of uh, war paint style tattoos that just kind of arc down from underneath her eyes that and right right about at the at the at the side of the right where her lips right where her lips are, um, bright green eyes, um, wearing just sort of like gray pants and heavy black boots, a uh, pair of um, fingerless leather gloves. Uh, the left arm has like a leather bracer whereas the right arm just has a set of bracelets and then wrappings underneath the gloves. And then very prominently, the, the shirt that she's wearing is just a sleeveless tank top that just very prominently on the, on the chest just says, sleeves are bullshit. <laughs> and right. she kind of looks down at, the, at, at Sal when he calls at her. What are we watching? Jaws. I don't think I've seen that one specifically. Come on, Thumbelina, you'll love it. Sure. I skitter off to my room. I need to get my book. <laughs> <laughs> so Alex makes a detour. Yeah. To get my book of postcards. And then eventually, most of you assemble. Some of you, for the first time, are treated to a Spielberg masterpiece. About, about a half an hour in, Aiden will show up, and he just leans against the doorframe with 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 uh, uh, a flask. Does you know a girl, uh, an extra, got murdered rather famously in this? <laughs> no shit. Which one? Uh, it's a, it's actually a fairly big, fairly long story, but, uh, they're not certain that it was her, but it's this woman who's never been identified. She's known as, uh, I think it was the lady in the water. That's a whole thing. Yeah. That's, and, and that's a piece of shit movie. Uh, as you, as Ingvar joins the group, it becomes even more apparent just how big she is because not only does she tower over everyone height wise but she also looks like she's made of muscle exact, exact opposite of uh, Valko <laughs> <laughs> sorry lady of the dunes <laughs> look over with the, the movie probably reflecting in reverse off of his, off of his glasses that's interesting Sal, Sal is, is on his phone Googling Jaws Dead Extra. <laughs> <laughs> that, by the way, is a true story. Mm-hmm. Almost certainly a wraith in World of Darkness. <laughs> Probably. How, how 
how into the movie is Hikau? Um, he's his his head is directed towards it. Okay. You cannot tell what his eyes are doing. All right. So he's just sort of he's just sort of sitting on whatever piece of furniture presented itself that was most easily confined to just one person. So if it was like mm-hmm. a recliner chair or something like that, he'd be sitting in it. Um, yep. sitting sitting fairly straight up with his uh, arms resting on his with his arms resting on his knees. Just roughly about the same time that Aiden shows up, <clears throat> Juniper also wanders over. Oh, well, explains where you two are. Her two nieces kind of flinch a little bit and smile back at her. You know, it's well past your bedtime, right? And they just sort of pause while the movie continues playing. But I'm not going to break up a story. Come on back home when you're done. Anybody need anything? I think we're good. Thanks, June. All right. Good. Make sure all these miners get back to their houses and get in bed before you all fall asleep. All right. Mm-hmm. Of course. Dream of otherwise. Don't they, Juniper? Listen, I take this very seriously. I never let a drunk person go home alone. Are you serving alcohol? What? I- no. <laughs> You see the the nostrils distend. Puts up his hands with the flask. This one's mine. I have not given it to anyone. I'm just pointing that out. So is there alcohol anywhere else in the room, Sal? No, absolutely not. (laughs) There's purple drink, but it is just Fanta. All right. (laughs) <laughs> then it's purple drink, Fanta <laughs> you get great Fanta that there is drink, I'm just drink. sad for you <laughs> Sal's from Jersey <laughs> a lot true. of his decisions everything's legal in New Jersey <laughs> <laughs> all right some of them have school tomorrow though so not too late mm. All right, you got it. What month is it, by the way? It is August the 10th. Okay. Yes, it's a Saturday night. Some of them have school tomorrow. Fair. But after the movie ends, the younger ones rather reluctantly, a couple of them are kind of rubbing their eyes a bit but they're bound and determined not to look tired as much as they possibly can manage. Everyone drifts off to their respective sleeping quarters. Ingvar, as as they're sort of like trying to look not tired, he sort of looks over. If you fight sleep, you eventually lose the battle that comes after it. Go to bed. Okay. but the younger ones are deposited. Everyone is resumes their sleeping arrangements. 
Sorry, I, I was appropriately enough. I was dealing with the small child in this house. <laughs> yeah. Sal will, will walk the kids back to their their farm. Okay. You know, it's it's all of you know thirty yards down the way, so not too difficult. <clears throat> and everyone prepares to rest for the evening. Yep. I try and get a cow by himself at some point. Okay. Um, have you? Sorry. Um, you're probably tired. Um, I was just. I'm fine. Wondering if you ever got postcards from, like the. You've been everywhere. I reach into my bag and pull out a stack of postcards, <gasps> many of which are unsigned or some of which have specific deliveries for specific okay. locations, but <laughs> I travel as a messenger, so I have, I have many. Okay. Cool. So? Yes. <laughs> Hold out the stack of postcards. Oh. None of those are none of those have been marked for delivery. However, thanks. I take one and hand it back to you very carefully. The stack. Why the glasses? Because my eyes are sensitive. And he'll 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 he'll, he'll take the glasses and he'll lower them down, and you can see that he only has one eye open. Uh, the one eye that's open is brown, and the other eye is tattooed over with the Wadjetson. Okay. Is it the which eye? Is it uh, the, his left eye. The left eye? Is his... that the same eye, uh, side as your, your arm or not? Yeah, same, same side as my arm and as, and gotcha. as the leg that he favored. Cool. Me too. I will leave you very quickly after that. <laughs> Puts the sunglasses back up and limps his way to his so uh, Alex is now the proud possessor of a card from a postcard from Indianapolis, Indiana. Sweet! I'm so excited. It's exotic. <laughs> <laughs> but unless anybody else has anything they're doing before sleep, um, I do. Okay. I am going to looking at the looking at the the apartment that I've been giving. It is far too nice. Uh, I am going to. Take the pillows off of every piece of furniture, all the cushions off of every piece of furniture, arrange them in a very nice little pillow fort, and use the right of the cardboard palace. Uh, okay. To, and then crawl inside. <laughs> so that there's a little pillow fort in the middle of the apartment. <laughs> okay. Just a heavy night of... of uh, uh, um... Drinking, smoking, listening to stuff, and reminiscing through pictures. Uh, at, at one point during hang on, the... Hang on, hang, hang on a second. Uh, I'll need Valco to roll Intelligence and Survival Difficulty 6 <laughs> to see if he can get the right activated. <laughs> at, at some point over the course of the evening, there's probably the stuff thump and the wall shake a little bit as Ingvar punches a wall at one point. <laughs> Um, what was the, what's the role? Intelligence and survival, difficulty six. Hmm. Um, don't suppose my analytical 
Nope. Mm -hmm. Uh, Hello, analytics. I forget. How do you? How does willpower work in old? Uh, you can spend a willpower to get an automatic success. You'll still have to make the roll, but yeah. it can turn a botch into just a failure. That sort of having botched once already, I'm going to go ahead and spend <laughs> just. To oh, okay. This one I have dots for, but. It... Uh -huh, uh -huh. <laughs> Otherwise, we go check on Valco in the morning, and the pillow fort has collapsed. Crushing him. Well, <laughs> <laughs> he's suffocated. Uh, no, he's totally fine because it's pillows. It's just really embarrassing. If six, you said? If six. Uh, five, five successes. <laughs> All right. Yep. No, you you make yourself a solid cardboard palace. Quite comfortable. Crawl inside this pillow fort and it's just like a. It's like the Harry Potter style tents. It's like you crawl inside and uh, lots more room. <laughs> uh, it, it does. There's not extra room inside. It doesn't do that. <laughs> it's just extremely comfortable. Yeah. And you know the if for some reason, say the fire alarm went off and the 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 water spray utility activated, you wouldn't get wet. <laughs> yeah. But for the inhabitants of the halfway house, evening passes and sleep is had. And we'll begin with Aiden. Okay. You sleep and you dream. You walk within a forest scattered over the spines of rugged mountains by turns reminding you of the wilds of Colorado and Oregon. Sunlight filtering through the gaps in the trees, offering sweeping vistas of pristine wilderness. For a brief moment, your soul ascends to something that might even be described as happy. This is a good dream. Give me perception and alertness difficulty six. Okay. You walk for a little ways. And then suddenly, very, very close behind you, a crunch on the forest floor reveals the presence of something else in the forest. You turn to see an equine figure, maybe four and a half feet at the shoulder, smaller than you'd maybe have expected. Tawny brown fur and a single onyx black horn rising to a needle tip 10 inches from the forehead. What have you come for, child? You tell me. There is something that you I want. didn't ask to come here. There is a song in your heart that has been followed. There's a fucking dirge in my heart, not a song. then you know enough of my family to understand why I have heard you. I can offer redemption, or, if you prefer, a chance of swift death with glory and honor enough to expunge your past. All I will need is your service, your protection, your loyalty and blood, and that for perhaps a month.
Sure, why not? Place your hand to my horn then, child, and let your sacred nature bond our pledge. He does, so. And you feel the thin tip puncture the skin of your palm, and you feel gnosis draining out of you. The touch of the horn is cold and heavy, almost metallic. How long will you leave it there? He's going to endurance test himself on this. All right. Roll me. Roll me stamina and we'll say athletics. Okay. Stamina, athletics. So good, though. I'm, I'm so good at those. Um, yeah, I'm spending a willpower on this. Okay, so one success. Yep. Two. Okay. So you hold it. You lose two gnosis okay. before you pull your hand back. Heck how? You sleep. And you dream. Frigid ice and wind rip into your body as you struggle through a blizzard. Visibility is poor and progress is slow, both exacerbated by your particular flaws. The need for shelter is imperative, even for ones such as yourself. I'll need a wits and survival at difficulty seven. Seven. Cool-headed specialty apply? Nope. Three successes. You struggle onward, but after only a few minutes, eventually you stumble across a barn, largely abandoned, but serving as some level of barricade against the elements. Door doesn't seem to be locked. I will go inside. The interior is cold, but there's a number of straw bales that you could utilize, possibly build a smaller shelter, more easily containing your body heat rather than a slightly drafty, but still better than nothing, slat wooden structure. Could I make a, could I use the right of cardboard palace? You have no idea. I will try to form a structure that I could try to do that right. Okay. Give me another one of those intelligence and survival difficulty sixes then. Two successes. Okay. You stack up the hay bales and performing your spiritual right feel like you're pretty certain that inside is going to be comfortable. And as you crawl into the interior, it is warm, much warmer than would have been normally. Give me perception and alertness difficulty five. At it. I only have one eye, so if it's sight-based, uh, it increases the difficulty by two. It's not sight-based. Okay. Mm -hmm. Difficulty six? Five. Mm -hmm. Five, right. 
Two successes. It's the rustling that you hear first, and then with that drawing your attention near your feet, you can see a mouse that scampers past you, or rather, the skeleton of a mouse. Fine, faint symbols are engraved on each of the tiny liver-spotted bones, and then it pauses to look up at you, eye sockets glowing a bright yellow. What have you come for, child? For shelter. What are you? It shies away from you a little bit. I am that which has died and has come back. I have learned secrets on my journey between life and death and life. And these are secrets I could share with you and yours in exchange for equal offerings. I am hunted and threatened, but if you can offer safety and protection for a time, I can perhaps tell you what you need to know, even the mysteries of healing that which you have suffered. You and I are much alike. That which I have suffered is what makes me who I am. I would not lose it, for it was a permanent reminder. Even so, spirit speaker, there are other secrets that you will want to know. Shall we? Do I have any idea what kind of spirit this is I'm talking to? Because it's definitely a spirit that I'm talking to. <laughs> Give me intelligence and occult. Uh, difficulty seven. Oh. <laughs> is it? Air spirit. Because I have spirit air that particular. It's definitely not an air. You do know that it's definitely not an air spirit. Okay. Mm -hmm. If uh, intelligence occult, multi seven. Mm -hmm. Three successes. These are spirits that you have heard of. You know that they are of owl's brood. The totem of your tribe. The one who guides the the spirit, uh, the uh, silent striders, and who who watches over them. You've You've heard tales of these skeletal mice and these are called the twice-born. Are they generally positive or generally negative or ambivalent? Generally positive to ambivalent. Okay. Mm -hmm. I would know the secrets that you have if you are willing to... Share with me your bond and knowledge then to conclude the bargain. Hold out your hand. I'll hold out my hand. And the skeletal mouse leaps into your outstretched hand, and as it lands, it's heavy and dense and chilly, as if the bones themselves were made of iron. And a wisp of faint energy pools in your palm as the spirit bends its head to drink the pure gnosis. How long do you let it drink? Uh, do I have a sense for how long it needs to? 
No. As little or as much as you'd allow, basically. I will share freely. Okay. Uh, so I'm assuming this is representative of dots of gnosis two or three. Yep. Okay. Two or three. Yeah. Uh, we'll, s- we'll say two. Okay. I might have need of those other th- <laughs> Possibly. So Aiden has lost two gnosis. Hikau has spent two gnosis as well. Ingvar. You sleep and you dream. The winds of the North Atlantic are cold and wet, even in the height of summer. The lurch of the longboat heaves across the open water, and your hair whips across your face, blurring your vision as you peer forward into the cloud banks looming off the port bow. And then a heavy weight falls on your shoulder. Your gaze turns and rises upward behind you, four, five, nearly six meters in height, into the eyes of the immense Krinos behind you. The face is ensconced in a massive metal helm that leaves the lower jaw free. A webwork of scars riddles the rugged hide, marks of honor and glory from bloodshed over decades. Whoever the warrior is, they carry the battle rage of Fenris across their entire body. What have you come for, child? I've come to find you, I think. The Norns carry a warp and weft of your bloodline, young one. Your father's hopes can yet be realized, and you will find the first steps of your destiny if you fight for me in the coming months. The giant extends a clawed hand, and with a creaking sound, a weathered stump grows up out of the deck of the longboat, coming almost to the height of your waist. Give me perception and alertness, difficulty five. Difficulty five. One success. You can identify that the stump is that of an ash tree, and the exposed rings where the where the tree has been cut are stained with a patch of old blood. There's a bare spot though in the center of the patch, roughly hand shaped. She sort of raises her hand up as if to put it down, and then looks up. I am no Godi. What do you call yourself, spirit? You will learn my name. Hmm? If you will feed my hammer to signify this oath. Hmm? Then I shall. And he places her hand down. The spirit holds this large war hammer lightly in one hand, the head engraved with runes and not work. The eyes behind the helm burn with a blue flame. And as you place your hand down, the surface of the stump is cold as steel in midwinter as you place your hand in the center. The impact slams squarely into the back of your hand with a crack of bone and a spurt of crimson blood. Go ahead and soak four lethal damage. Uh, So that's just stamina. Uh, there's a soak uh, mechanic die there on the combat tab, I think. Mm-hmm. So lethal. I don't. So you suffer four lethal damage, and you lose four gnosis. Well, that's all the gnosis I had. <laughs> okay. 
and a name is whispered into your ear. We'll get there in a second. Mm-hmm. Sal, mm-hmm. you sleep and you dream. The streets are dry and hot, sun beating down overhead, precious few shadows cast by the looming towers of red sandstone. The roads themselves are not asphalt, but sand and sun-baked clay. I'll need a stamina and primal urge roll. Difficulty is seven. Okay. Um, I think I've got that primed for shape-changing. Just ignore what it's labeled. Two successes. Okay. It's an environment of deprivation and isolation, a barren wasteland, yet virgin, seemingly uncorrupted, with only the occasional scrub or cactus to hint at any life in the area. Your thirst becomes overpowering as the hours pass, the blinding sun burning against your eyes. You know the headaches are going to start soon if you cannot find any respite here. Give me a perception and alertness, difficulty six. All right. One success. After a time, you finally spot a crack in the stones. Shadowy place, cooler than the exposed terrain. Is there enough space for me there? You'd be able to wriggle inside. Um, Can I uh, change to lupus? Would that make it easier? Potentially. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, No, I think I'll just crawl in the way I am. Okay. Am I dressed? What am I wearing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're wearing your street clothes. Mm. Oh my god! And I'm in my underwear. No. Um. Uh, yeah. I, I think. I think he'll just. He'll take off his coat and crawl in. Okay. You sidle inside and relaxing into the darkness. Your eyes adjust to see a set of symmetrical glowing glyphs in the blackness, as if someone had painted a smoother section of the wall with like the liquid from a glow stick or something. Do I recognize them, or can I understand them? Uh, give me a Wits and Enigmas, difficulty eight. Okay. Negative two. <laughs> That's a botch. Hey, yes, like sir. That. My God. Focus in on it, trying to determine... You feel like you've roughly grasped maybe a level of significance, something about all wolves, something. And then suddenly the pattern shifts and you can see that the patterns are part of the wing covers of a cockroach nearly three feet long. The compound eyes shift to regard you as the antenna flick in your direction. What have you come for, child? I think without without hesitation, uh, Sal says, absolution, redemption. You have fallen far, eater of fresh blood. Much has been lost, but can perhaps be regained. The labors may not be easy and may take you far from where you think you should be. You face enemies and rivals within and without. Protect my den for a time, and I will ensure opportunity finds you. My will for the cockroach. 
feed my brood then to seal our bargain. And suddenly the spirit vomits forth a massive swarm of smaller roaches into your chest. You feel metallic mandibles biting into you as what feels like a solid ton of metal ingots just melts up against you. I need you to soak for bashing damage. Okay. Do I, let's see. No, that didn't, what, how do I change it on the sheet? Um, oh, for, for bashing? There yeah. should be a separate area there for that. I mean, I, I, I did roll it, difficulty six? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, I got uh, one success. One success, all right. So you suffer three bashing damage and you lose three gnosis. Okay. Anastasia. You sleep and you dream. It's been a few days since you slept and tonight this nightmares start swiftly. As you're driving down the strip, why are you driving? You see the city lights vanish under a blanket of power outages, sporadic sparks frying the grid as wails and chilling shrieks of death cascade across the skyline. And then a misshapen, deformed limb blots out the suddenly visible stars rising ponderously over the horizon, ending in three ragged claws that slam into the shit city, demolishing buildings, gouging deep chasms into Gaia's body. Erupting from the wound in the earth swarms a hideous multitude of corrupted figures rampaging into the streets to annihilate anything they encounter. The defiling horde crashes into the thousands of other foul shapes that have leapt earthward from the monstrous arm itself, like parasitic vermin rushing to infest another unsuspecting victim. Carnage, blood, and horror overwhelm the landscape as a tank-sized freak slams into your car, tumbling in the remains over and over towards a swarming grinder of serrated teeth, tentacles, stingers, and boils. The vehicle itself peels apart as you fall closer and closer to the lethal melee. Give me dexterity and athletics difficulties. A difficulty what? Seven. Two successes. All right. Just before you hit, something snatches you out of midair, scant inches from the death mob, and the scene of terror recedes away as you rise higher into the black sky, shrouded by rising smoke and ash from the destruction below. Your feet find solid ground 300 meters up the stratosphere tower, partially shorn off from the titan's arm as it impacted the ground below. And then you turn to see, just there in your gaze, the giant falcon that deposited you atop the wreckage. Dark avian eyes watch you closely out of brownish plumage soiled by soot and dust. What have you come for, child? Get away from that. I heard your fear, small one. 
I do not abandon those of your blood, while they may yet uphold the honor of your kind. Even one such as you, who stands against Luna's choice to walk your own path. In my service, you will have the chance of unquestioned honor, even to expunge the doubts of those who mistrust your decision. It will be neither easy nor gentle, but you may yet succeed. You want of me. You will guard my nest, you and others, for perhaps a month or two. And I, who watch over your tribe, will ensure that you have the opportunity to command your own destiny. Will you? Is the moment of looking back at where things are. Yes. Give me stamina and primal urge difficulty seven. Cool. I have one of those things. <laughs> God, I hope it's stamina. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I hope so, too. Otherwise, we have a zombie in the back. Exactly. <laughs> Hush, you don't know my stats. Two successes. Two successes. All right. Shrinking more to the size of a normal raptor, the falcon lands on your shoulder. The bird's spirit is heavy, dense even, weighted like lead with icy cold talons, initially gentle and then tightening with increasing pressure until you can feel the blood starting to drip down your clavicle. Go ahead and soak three lethal damage. Uh, soak is in combat, correct? Uh, it should be on the combat tab, yes. Hmm. It would be nice if someone pointed more. Uh, bottom, bottom of the combat tab. On uh, yeah, the right. on the uh, yes, right hand side. There. Bashing lethal aggravated armor only. Ah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep, that's the one. Hmm. Two successes. Worth making those may be significant. I don't know if the sheet has it fixed that way, but you're not supposed to, ones are not supposed to count on soak roll. So, uh, right. uh, is there a way to? You're fine. You're, you're fine. You didn't one. get any ones, so it's not going to affect. I'm just you. saying those buttons, as opposed to just rolling like stamina or the like, mm -hmm. might factor that in. I don't. Know. Yep. I think that I believe they do. Uh, they I don't because remember I had negative one in my soak roll because I. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, when you did roll soak. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. So yeah, you you will have to. Yeah. Just no. My my, my test soak. Yeah, it has two ones in it, so it said I didn't get any successes when I actually did. But anyway. You soak two. All right. So you only suffer one lethal damage and you only lose one gnosis. Alex. Yes. You sleep and you dream. Somehow the clouds are solid beneath your feet. It's a strange landscape shifting gradually with the winds, sky the palest blue at the horizon, darkening to a deep black overhead that is strangely filled with light from the wheeling planets as they maneuver. They wander slowly through the void, close enough that you wonder if you could simply leap high enough to grab one. 
Give me perception and alertness. Difficulty six. Two successes. In the distance, you see a small dot weaving between the cloud peaks, a dizzyingly rapid approach that brings it closer and closer with each passing moment. Uh, and then it... What? Duck. Okay. It lands nearby, scattering bits of vapor from the impact, softer and quieter than snow. You take in the piebald figure, hooves, legs, wings... The black and white Pegasus regards you, unblinking. What have you come for, child? Oh, um, anything, which is probably a bad thing to say. Hmm. Well, then I will tell you what I know. To fly is freedom. To dance the clouds is opportunity. You are earthbound, blinded, limited by your birth. If you wish to be more. Yes. Learn from me then, child, and I will show you how to tread the clouds as high as need be. Perhaps high enough even to understand that. And the gaze of the Pegasus directs your eyes up and behind you where the moon suddenly looms into view, blood red and flanked by two other planets. Throw me intelligence and science, difficulty seven. Okay. Do you have any dots in science? Uh, no. I oh, then you can't even make this roll. Never okay. mind. Okay. <laughs> I have no clue. The Pegasus continues. You will be among my caretakers in your city for a time, and through that, you will learn what may come to pass. If you agree... Coat my feathers in your blood as a bond of our pledge. And as you, as you glance at the wings, each of the gilded feathers seems razor-edged, almost rigid. Just touching them looks like it would cause a deep incision. Can you what? Can I tell if this is something false? Because I know that things lie. <laughs> Give me... Give me a wits and empathy. Difficulty eight. <laughs> okay. Um, nope. You see no reason to mistrust an avatar of your tribe's totem. Okay. I draw my hand across the wings. How many? Um... The first feather that you coat as you touch it cuts you deeply and the blood soaks out. You suffer one lethal damage from that feather and you lose one gnosis. Um, I do a second one. Okay. Another lethal damage. Another gnosis drains away. I do a third one. All right. At this point, you have to switch over to the other hand. 
another lethal damage, a third Gnosis drains away. I think that's as many as I can do. Okay. Dakota, you sleep and you dream. The scrublins spread wide around you, salt grass and white sage growing in patchy clumps and clusters here and there as you try to navigate the rougher terrain. Footing is treacherous, and occasionally soil and rocks skitter out under your paws as you attempt to negotiate your way down to the serpentine creek bed that you can see below. You're in your breed form right now. Give me a perception and survival, difficulty six. successes you pick your way carefully down then slide just a little bit as you get to the bottom kicking up a little bit of loose dirt and you pause and then a bit of motion off to one side catches your eye amid the cloud of dust you kicked up is a small speckled serpent slowly coiling back into a defensive posture as you watch the scale shift patterns, reminiscent of a rattlesnake one moment, a coach whip the next. What strikes you most, however, are the small antlers growing out of the little reptile's head. What have you come for, child? Knowledge, a home. Hmm. There are many things to discover in the Mojave. I have seen the secrets of these lands found and hidden again. As my child, I can help you find your place. Help you tell the tales of your pack to be. Shall not. Well then... In this city, you will find that the spirits hunger and must be fed. If you will show me you are able to sacrifice, then our bond will be manifested. What sort of sacrifice do you need? Just bears the fangs and coils back in a position that you've seen snakes make before. This one's going to strike. Mm-hmm. She'll hold out her wrist. Her paw, sorry. The snake leaps forward then. You feel the fangs latch onto your leg, piercing like a cold metal spike into your extremity. I'll need you to soak three lethal damage as well. How do I, where do I, sorry, where do I do that? So you go on your combat tab. Yes. Down to the lower right-hand side, there will be a button that says lethal. Okay. And you'll just click that. Okay. There you go. All right. So you suffer two lethal damage and you lose two gnosis. All right. And that's when all of your eyes snap open. 
you find yourselves standing in the quad, hands out, all touching the half-rusted iron sculpture that is now almost vibrating with a spiritual resonance you did not feel earlier. And as you blink back to wakefulness, some of you bloodied, some not, you hear Juniper Johnson's confused voice burst across the grounds. What the fuck just happened? And that's where we're going to take a break. <laughs> back a minute. Welcome back. So all of you are standing around the sculpture. Some of you are bleeding from like your hands and shit. Um, and Juniper is in solid what the hell mode uh, as she's sort of Sorry, go ahead. speed walking across the, the apartment grounds to you. Uh, several of you have noticed that Anastasia is out here. Why don't you go ahead and describe the character? Uh, yeah. So the first thing you would notice about Anastasia is the large elk ears poking out of Hamid form. Um, her posture is fairly upright, perhaps even noble. Well, but the more wolf inclined and simply the who's immersed in Garu culture or might instinctively take both the posture and the antlers as characteristic of prey somehow. She's tall and thin, and especially with the extra height the antlers afford her, she's shorter, but not that much shorter than Ingvar. Um, she has fairly dark skin, darker than one might simply characterize as a tan, um, and long black hair, almost down and past her belly with blue dyed at the very tips. Um, she's wearing a sheer dark blue nightgown, so you can see absolutely everything. Um, clearly was not planning to be out, out here, is bleeding very slightly, and... And while everything else of her appearance seems very well kept, she happens to be wearing a Bluetooth earpiece, which seems very off of the rest of the outfit. <laughs> awesome. Aiden is also, like, quickly pulling his hand away. What the actual fuck? Um, Jack? Yeah? As I put my sunglasses back on, can I tell what happened? <laughs> uh, so... Did you wear your sunglasses to sleep? No, I did not. But you don't I, have them. I wore everything else though, and if I, if they're, they would be like in either in my shirt or in my bag. Oh, okay. If you had them on your person, then <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. Yep. Which is why I'm putting them back on. Okay. <laughs> because I slept um, in my clothes as I always yep. do. Go ahead, anybody who's trying to figure out what's going on. <clears throat> Roll me Gnosis at difficulty six. Jeremy, goddamn. Chance I can use picture. my common sense merit. Common sense doesn't really cover <laughs> this situation. Cool. If you don't have any Gnosis left, can you make that roll? Yes. Rolling Gnosis is dependent on your permanent Gnosis, not oh, okay. your pool currently. Ingvar kind of Ingvar kind of slowly pulls off the left hand's glove and bracer and uses the bandages that are normally on the forearms to wrap around this sort of smashed hands. Is there a place to roll Gnosis on the sheet, or is it just... Click the, click the, the, the boss that says Gnosis. 
Where is the box that says Gnosis? It's under the advantages, advantages tab. tab. Also, six fucking successes somehow. Wait, Wait that does not make sense. Oh. Why did that roll that many? Uh, you. It looks like you added six to your mod instead of your difficulty. Cool. What is the roll again? Gnosis, 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 for mod first. Gnosis difficulty six. Yeah, the mod is no always, mod. Yeah. No, but it, what, wasn't there one success? Because, no, but, yeah. But what is the roll we were supposed to make to try to figure out what's going on? Gnosis, Gnosis difficulty six. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Similarly, Holly, you, you accidentally put a, a mod of six. Okay, yeah, sorry. The number of dice you add. I thought th I thought we were rolling something plus something else. No, sorry. Straight gnosis, difficulty six. Yeah, the 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 rage gnosis and willpower rolls. I'll ask you if you have a mod first. Okay. And you rarely, if ever, will. Wow! Just, did everybody get successes? Yeah. Yep, I got three. I have two. I got, a, I got a one and a ten that canceled each other out, I, but I still got a six. I also got three. Despite everything that you may know saying that this doesn't happen, all of your werewolf senses, whatever spiritual knowledge and resonance that you have tells you you're inside the bond and you're standing adjacent to the heart of a cairn. Uh, Inside the what? I know what that means. Why are we in the land? I've been through this before. Could, could could I get a translation that my character would know because I don't know what so, those words mean? I, I, you know what a cairn is. I know what a cairn is. Right. A yeah. Cairn is a space of place of specific spiritual resonance where yes. the the gauntlet is usually much lower. You could step into the spirit wilds very much more easily. The bond is the rim, the boundary, the border of a cairn. Because the stronger cairns usually expand their territory naturally further. This one, you 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 don't know how far out the bond goes, but you are definitely standing adjacent to the heart of the cairn, the place that a spirit bonds with in order to make one of these things happen. Yep. So, from my knowledge as a theurge, what does that mean? You have no fucking clue. Okay. You have never heard of this happening before. Like you're familiar. You've heard stories of werewolves that go through intensely debilitating, risky rituals that require multiple participants, at least 13 or if not more, a vast amount of gnosis has to be deposited and that sort of thing. And that's if you want to get a weak cairn. Yeah. And they are almost always like under huge assault from agents of the worm and banes and shit who don't want this to happen or want to take so, it over and that sort of thing. So apparently this one just kind of spontaneously manifested after a weird dream you had. Okay. So that to the, the information I was looking for was a cairn spontaneously manifested here. Pretty much. Okay. So having put my sunglasses on staring at it's the statue, right? Was the, yeah, the it's that, that that weird metal thing is what you guys were all touching. There's still some blood stains. Staring at the statue, <laughs> apparently a cairn has been born here. Yeah, no shit, says Juniper, as she's sending apparently frantically texting someone. Yeah. Sal, yeah. Sal looks over his shoulder and says, what, you never seen Jaws before? <laughs> it's not Jaws. 
Also, I, also, I hold out my coat. I hold out my coat towards the person that I haven't been introduced yet, but is wearing a sheer negligee. If you would like. Taken. How? Thank you. Did How this happen in Jaws? No. <laughs> 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 Jesus. How? How? Have my earpiece are those pointed, of us who are to mute. Mm-hmm. Which will direct any call immediately to voicemail. Okay. How how wounded in physical space are those of us who were wounded in our dreams? Same amount. Same amount. So, okay, so so I look like I've been a smorgasbord for a bunch of, of of insects. Yep. But as as werewolves, you will are you are naturally healing back one damage each round. So everybody's not, not while we're in our breed form. And if sorry, if you shift out, yes. Yeah. Oh, I'm shifting right. Oh, yeah, I'm. That's happening for me right now. Anyway, um, that was no, just this is definitely so not a fucking Jaws thing. No, I don't know. Didn't try to do that. We do not have all the information. What happened from your perspective? Are you looking at me? I am looking at the group. Oh, okay. Alex interprets that as specific. I had a dream which a twice-born approached me offering knowledge or a bond. Did the rest of you have dreams about spirits? Um, While while, while this conversation is happening, Ingvar puts on about a half foot and several hundred pounds of muscle as she shifts into Glabro and her her mangled hand starts to re-knit itself. Mm. Yeah. Yes, there was a dream. Uh, Jeremy, if you're saying something, hear you. Technically, need another success. I'm only shifting one step. A success plus one plus one per step, I think. I thought it was just a success per step you needed. Maybe they changed that in twenty. I'll shut up. <laughs> I will check as you guys continue. <laughs> anyway, sorry. No, it would just be one success to get from Hamid to Glabro. Okay, fair enough. The world was ripped apart but as I drove through it, and then there was sky and feathered creature. Jack well, Pegasus and the sky and the moon. Um... What? This changes things. I point toward the statue. <laughs> you think? Yes, Aaron uh, coming into existence changes quite a lot, especially within the border of another one. All right. Well, regardless of what happened, because this is some shit and no mistake, um... Fuck. Uh, Aiden, you've been shadow side before. We're going to have some friends on the way, but we need info on what's happening ASAP. Um, take this lot through the gauntlet and see what's happening, will you? Sorry, what? Juniper looks at you. I understand things are a little crazy right now, but we need information. I'm responsible for what's happening on this side. I want you to take this group across the gauntlet and see if anything's happening there. 
Okay. Sure. Well, good news is it's probably going to be really easy right now. So tell me you've at least all been across the gauntlet. Um, you know how to step before I'm assuming I've. Yes. All of you have crossed over at least once, yes. Um, I will hand the jacket back to, to the person. My understanding is these will not remain anyway. Oh, it will for me. Hakal, uh, by the way. I say as I put it. Anastasia. Though Anya is fine if that is challenged for you. Your accent is sending me back home. <laughs> oh. I am curious which one. I am told I have many accent. In Macedonian, which I don't know if you speak, but it's it's Russian esque. Macedonian, not to say Macedonian. I'm a polyglot with the natural <laughs> linguist feet. Can I identify Macedonian? Give me. Uh, do you have any academic stats? <laughs> Yes. I also have a feat that gives me plus three to language roles. I don't know if this would be a language. Oh, okay. Then give me intelligence and academics. Difficulty seven, but you do get that plus three. (laughs) Okay. Academics, no specialization. Seven plus. Um. Two successes. Yep, you can you can ID Macedonian. Uh, in, in, in Macedonian, I will simply list the name of my home of my my home, Karen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> ah, I come from further north. Uh, and as I do that, I'm activating my mirror shades, which I'm not certain what that actually looks like or it entails role wise. <laughs> Oh, uh, Will Smith song plays in the background. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I, I don't think it costs anything. I think it just makes it easier to shift. It it it, it does. It just says when activated, this pair of mirrored sunglasses produce. La la la. I don't know what you do mechanically to activate fetishes. I'm, if anything, believe we roll gnosis. You roll gnosis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, difficulty of yeah. Is the difficulty equal to its gnosis rating? Uh, let me look at those. Let me pull them up in the book real quick, just to be sure. Either it's either a Will Smith song or the beginning of the CSI Miami. Because I know it's the Who. I just yeah, can't think of. Because that. not all fetishes have to be activated. Not all fetishes are activated the same way. So it's just like. Uh-huh. So you can either spend a gnosis point to activate it automatically, or you can roll. It's uh, like gnosis at difficulty seven. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, that's why I didn't spend all my gnosis points. Look, go ahead and roll it. Yeah, difficulty equal to the fetish's gnosis rating. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I think is what, like two for the shades? No, it's no, seven. seven. The mirror oh, shades okay. are seven. Uh, there, three successes. So I successfully activated. All right. My so you activate your mirror shades. All right. So anybody who's trying to step sideways will be rolling gnosis at difficulty four. Okay. Except okay, for kids. except Everybody. for Valco, who's rolling at difficulty two. All right, kids. <laughs> Five minutes, get what you need. Because I'm going to get something I need, and then we'll be meet back here and step. Yeah, I'm gonna go get what I need, which is yeah, all right. Fucking sideways paint. one of those things that clothes don't come along for. It, it, if if they're dedicated, they do. 
Yeah, I don't have anything dedicated because I did not actually take that right. <laughs> well, you don't, you, I, I think it's assumed that all of us have at least one one set of dedicated clothes. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody that would be a nice thing for the GM to tell me. Okay. The rule book uh, says. But, so, yeah. As things go here, yes, everybody can assume you have at least one set of dedicated clothing. Cool. Not my nightgown, so I'm going to go. I was going to say, probably not your nightgown, although... You do you, I guess. <laughs> I only have one set of clothing, so it's very easy to determine what's dedicated. Well, you can just I shove everything so. in your bag and then be like, dude, that too. Yeah, Sal, Sal is only wearing silk boxers, which probably are dedicated, but he's going to go <laughs> the rest of his dedicated <laughs> Fair. I mean, In- Ingvar literally just fell over onto the bed wearing her normal outfit, so she's still dressed, but she's going to go back to her room and get her fang dagger. Yeah. Given how well dressed Anya comes back, she did not take very long at all. Um, she's wearing a sort of wrap vest and length skirt. It's all distinctly business casual. And the shoes, while they come off as something you'd wear to an office, are actually fairly sensible for forests. Aiden comes back in the same clothes that he was wearing, but he's now carrying his staff. And he's brought his other dedicated weapon, which is his Glock. Ingvar Ingvar comes back with a dagger, which, for those who haven't seen, a fang dagger is basically a short sword. Sal is wearing the the same suit that he was wearing last night, same shoes, uh, but a different t-shirt, I think. Today, because he's going to the Umbra, he's wearing a Three Wolf Moon t-shirt. Hikau didn't move from the spot that he stood up in and has just been studying the statue this entire time, trying to get a feel for what might be on the other. (laughs) I go and grab clothes and a giant hat and my glasses. (laughs) Dakota will come back in like a hiking outfit which is also multicolored. Is that tie-dye? <laughs> yep. It's bright. That's the point. All right. Everybody good? Mm-hmm. All right, see you on the other side. Don't wander too far if you get there first. Here we fucking go. I have... Definitely begun stepping over. <laughs> Difficulty is four. Difficulty is four, but it's two for Valco. Hmm. Okay. Three, three, three. Could have been more, but I rolled three. Woo. Good. Three. What are we rolling here, sir? Gnosis. 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 Difficulty four. No Remember, it'll ask you for a mod first. There's no mod. Okay. Hey. Sal crosses himself before he steps over. Mm-hmm. Two, three. So many threes. Three. Dakota, Dakota breaks the streak with the two. <laughs> All right. Is that everybody? Mm-hmm. I think so. Everyone cool. got a three except for Dakota. <laughs> All right, so you step sideways, shifting from the natural world into 
the spirit world. Few, if any of you, have ever been in an area with the gauntlet this permeable, at least not recently. And the the transition happens almost instantaneously with Dakota arriving about 30 seconds later, but still without issue. As you look around, the sculpture is still in front of you. It looks more aged. Like it's 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 a rusty pile of metal in the real world. Here it's still rusty, but somehow has a depth of significance to it that is more apparent. And the spiritual resonance is even a little more palpable than it was. The buildings aren't there. In their place are some largish standing stones in roughly the same positions. The gate, however, around uh, the wall and the fence and the gate around the halfway house, however, are more or less intact and roughly exactly how they look in the normal world. There's no pavement, no asphalt or anything, just grass that comes roughly to knee or mid-thigh length. And that's what you can see immediately from your initial area. Does it look at all similar to the desertscape from from any of the dreams? I guess nope. we all had pretty significantly different dreams. But. Yeah, no, does doesn't look similar to your spirit dreamscape. So, are there any? Give me perception and awareness. Difficulty eight. Oh yeah, I've got stuff going on. Let's <laughs> throw in here now. Is this related to vision or not? Yes, visual. Okay. So I can't make that roll. That makes a difficulty ten. I mean, you can you yes. can make it a difficulty ten. Yes, I can make. It. Was that perception awareness or perception awareness difficulty eight? Yes. Give Val, you're you're focused on the immediate area, so you definitely don't notice anything. Would that be perception alertness or perception alertness? Yes. Uh, Aaron, what was that? Uh, given I've been at the halfway house for a few months, do I know if this is how the halfway house typically looks in the Umbra or would have previously looked in the Umbra, if that's a thing that... Um, you don't know for certain. Okay. Oh yeah, you guys don't notice any. You two, at least, Hakau and and Sal, don't notice anything specific in the immediate area. You're still trying to just take in the rough surroundings and that sort of thing. I am definitely doing a tactical for spirits or other entities that may be nearby. Okay, I am, uh, I am looking for threats. 
All right. Uh, perception yeah. awareness difficulty eight for you as well, then. I think Ingvar is doing the same. I, Willpower I, for this. I got one success. Okay. Perception um, alertness. And, and as a, another question, Jack, does any of this ping my curiosity? For- oh, your curiosity flaw is going off hard. Yeah. Sweet. All right. Let me make a roll real quick. <laughs> With willpower, I got one. Okay. I got none. Alex is slightly dealing with the fact that now her hair is fuzzed out. Electricity is sort of gathered around her at this point. It's a thing that happens. Yep. Well, that's interesting. Yep. William and I rolled the exact same dice. Oh, yeah. One, two, six, ten. ten. One, two, six, ten. I got a success, though. I didn't spend a willpower, though, so. Correct. Okay. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. for this wits roll that I'm about to make for my curiosity, does my cool-headed uh, specialty apply? Um, not really. All right. See if I quietly wander off at some point. Oh, uh, Aiden's keeping oh, keeping hyper alert for that kind of thing. Um, Red eyes, you need some uh, bounce sheets or something there? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's um it's. This happened before. I don't think it. It doesn't. I poke you. It like. Do, do I get a shock? <laughs> There's a little bit of a. Z- it's not terrible. Um, <laughs> which is when Dakota, Aiden, and Alex, you all notice a flurry of movement towards one end of this big grassy expanse that's coming straight at you guys. As five small spirits sporting blood red eyes glowing above a maw with studded with fangs of broken knife blades, bodies made of ropey spirit sinew that almost resembles a black acrylic knit. And they leap out of the grass, mouths agape, Ready for chomping. Can I get a shot off before they get before we get into combat range? You'll have to roll initiative for that. Okay. I was I was in the middle of saying before you started saying that that Ingvar was going to spend a willpower to activate lightning reflexes for the day. Okay. If they get too close, I will just actually you know what? Anyway. Um Oops. I'm going on 15. Ooh, 13. Everything. Are we all rolling? Uh, Yep, everybody can roll initiative. Cool. Dexterity (laughs) and right? Uh, There's an initiative button in the combat tab. Yes. Initiative. Nice. I got a 12. Nine. Sal's last comment before uh, he notices them is... Oh, easy there, Pikachu. <laughs> right. All right. So we've got a 15. We've got a 13. We got a 16. We got a 13 and a 12. And we've got a 6, a 9, and a 7. Okay. Would would lightning reflexes affect this? That's my dexterity specialization. Um 
don't believe that affects an initiative role. Okay. I think initiative is its own thing. That seems like it would be broken if it did, but I, I figured I would ask anyway. Yeah. The, that being a merit and a specialization is going to be just a little confusing at times. Yeah. But fair. you mean they're overlapping terminology in a World of Darkness game? Say it ain't fucking so. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, like that's any different from any other role-playing oh, game. Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. It's just a thing that we comment on a lot in World of Darkness yes, games. In fact, every World of Darkness stream, we comment on it at least once. <laughs> okay. All right. So, Sal, you haven't noticed them yet. So we're going to have to go straight to Aiden's turn. Great use of my initiative role. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> How close are they at this point? Uh, 20 feet in closing. Hmm. All right. Fuck it. I'm spending a, 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 a drop the gun. I'm spending a rage point to, to auto shift. Okay. Um, staff grows with me. Yeah, it does. Um, and I am going to. I really wish I'd I'd listed the actual the actual names of what they're, but I'm doing the I'm doing the Iskaku maneuver that is the the straight thrust. Yeah, straight to the, yeah yeah. Stick to the face. What, what what yeah what I what I like to call a uh, 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 staff to the face. Yep. Um. Yep. Uh. Do, 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 do. <clears throat> Hope I need to change my form because that matters. It does. There we go. And that's my dice for you. But yeah, one success. One success. All right. Well, that is a connection. So go ahead and roll damage. Strength plus three on that one, I think, right? I believe so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Plus three dice. Um, and no extra attack successes. So five damage. Five. Okay. Whack. So he's going to have to try and soak five. Ah, shit. I lost his character sheet. I really need, like, a four monitor setup. For these. <laughs> two monitors just is Join not enough. I've got three monitors and it's also not enough. I I too need a four monitor setup. Did there are there are how many of them? Four? Five. Five. Yep. Okay. <clears throat> and that's bashing damage, right? Uh yeah. Well that's oh go ahead. That's zero successes. Excellent. So Spirit A takes five damage. And he shouts out in 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 Cranston High Tongue, uh, uh, double up. All right. Which brings it to Alex's turn. All right. I'm going to shift to Krynos. I th- okay. You can just do that for free, right? It's your breed form. Yep. Oh, that's okay. right here. Yeah. 
Um, and does the that one time being a medis is awesome. Yeah. Is my action, or do I still have? You still have your action. Okay. And I'm going to try and claw at one as I go towards Sal to like is, protect him because he's clearly. What does your Kratos form look like? Making jokes about movies again. He's, he's clearly like gearing up to say something else smart ass about the fact that you're all yeah. staticky. Yep. Two successes? For Two successes, okay. And you've been in your Hamid form this entire time, right? Yes. Uh huh. Okay, correct me if I'm wrong, Jeremy. <clears throat> Since Alex wasn't in their breed form, they would have been healing. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So you can, you oh. can, we'll stick with the two successes for now, but you can move yourself back to full health. Oh. That's okay. the other fun. But I mean, I you might want to reroll because extra successes on on success get extra damage. Yeah, it's true. But then if you reroll and get no successes, so so I'll leave that up to you. You can either reroll and take the second one, or you can keep your two successes. Uh, I'll just leave that. That's fine. Okay. <clears throat> uh, and then I roll damage. Damage plus one since you got an extra success. Okay. That's the other cool one. thing. One. Metis. Two successes. Okay. <laughs> He's going to try and soak it. Uh, that's aggravated because... Oh, yeah. No, you're in Krinos form. He can't soak yeah. that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking aggravated damage. Goddamn. Yep. All right. Was that the same one that Aiden was attacking or... Um... Are they are they like kind of trying to circle us? I'm They're trying just to get swarming the straight at you. These do okay. not seem to be hugely sophisticated critters. Yeah, I'll go for the one that Aiden took. Okay. Try and take one so down you, at a time. You swipe down on that one. It's starting to look a little ragged coming apart at the seams, just a touch. Good. And you then for reference, whether whether that's interpreted right or not, double up. Okay. Okay. Do, 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 do. All right. So they come in. Uh, first one's going to, the one that was attacking that you guys both hit is going to go for Aiden. Hits. We can see those rolls, by the way. Yes. Uh, there's there's unfortunately no way for GM to whisper rolls on these character sheets that I have found. Ah. You guys are going to be able to see everything. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you take two lethal damage that you can try and soak there, Aiden. Yeah, yeah I was going to say. Uh, combat. Soak. Lethal. Fuck nice. off. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done. Uh, one of them's going to swarm down on Valco. <laughs> and botch. botch. <laughs> <laughs> I like to think I just step to the side. Just, and it's just tumbling past. <laughs> so the thing basically mistimes its, its strike and ends up just biting out a mouthful of grass. And then it kind of goes weed eater on it. <laughs> spits out the, the chunks and comes back around for another shot Amazing. on its next turn. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, one's going for... Well, one of them smells prey, so Anya, you're going to take a hit. Mm. 
So you've got two lethal damage incoming. You can try and soak that. Okay. Three, six, Which seven. you do just fine. So what happens when damage is soaked? So basically, it clamps down on you, but it doesn't really break skin. It can't get through okay. either what you're wearing or whatever. Marking my health levels, nothing happens. Nothing happens. You didn't actually take any damage. You took yeah. Yep. All right. Um, and the other, the last two will go for Sal because he was flat-footed at the beginning. Fair. So the first one is going to chomp on you for two lethal damage. Okay. Roll to soak. Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. So, so you soak one. one of it, so you take one. Second one just got a success. For another two lethal damage. Go ahead and soak those as well. None. So None. Three. All right. So you've taken three lethal right now. Yeah. Which brings it to Valko's turn. Um... Question. Yeah. Rite of binding doesn't seem to indicate that it's something that takes a long time to do. Rites always take a long do time they? to do. Okay. All right, never mind. <laughs> I just bind yes. Uh, I'm going to spend a rage to morph into Krinos. Like okay. This, all of my stuff grows with me, so I just become a large trench coat wearing jackal. <laughs> Um, as I shift into Krynos, uh, looking down at the dude that has decided he wants to bite at me, um, I'm just gonna, can I just stomp down onto him? Uh, you can make that a claw attack. Yeah. Now I have to, f I didn't actually set up any of my attacks. Ah, Fighting <laughs> and clawing is a separate tab and they are automatically in there. Yeah. Oh. Aha! Thank you. Brawl is the lazy person's combat skill. <laughs> well, they are. Well, and also, I'm a werewolf. <laughs> this is what that. I do. Oh, but well. yes. How do you get the two? Oh, so kick. kick on the I don't know. If, I don't know if it matters, but kick is it a is it a maneuver? I can. Yeah. Kick is nowhere near as da as dangerous as a claw, though. Uh, I mean, yeah, it depends on if you're trying to kill it or just. Yeah, we'll, we'll go with I mean, it's a spirit. We'll go with Hey! All right, so put your extra success in there when you roll your damage. I hit! You did. The werewolf arm, by the way, is just as mangled. Like, the Krynos form arm is just as mangled as his helmet form arm. <laughs> For those watching. Uh, damage modifier <laughs> plus one. Oh. Asks you for your extra. Huh. Uh huh. Five aggravated damage. Damn. Nice. So, yeah, you just rip a chunk out of this thing, and whatever this fibrous spirit stuff is kind of tangles up in your claws a little bit. You just fling it to the side. <laughs> and Ingvar. Uh, so, Ingvar's going to stay in Glabro because that's where she's been. Okay. Um, so she kind of looks at the one that's on Sal, because Sal's the one that's been the most injured thus far. Uh -huh. uh, kind of flips the dagger backwards in her hand, and with her with her palm on the on the palm, on a step forward and drives up into it. Okay. Uh, so that's fang dagger. Two successes. Um, I would like to activate the dagger. 
Okay, go ahead and roll Gnosis for that then. It's difficulty six. Yes. I have activated the dagger. The dagger is active. So, extra success. So that's eight aggravated damage. Damn. Well, there's no way he's soaking all of that. And I would like as well to spend one of my two rage to activate falling touch on that attack. Okay. Oh, and that's aggravated damage, so he can't soak that anyway. So that's eight damage to that one. Yeah, this, I mean, you feel the dagger bite. There's material in there, whatever spirit stuff is is composing this thing, and but you hit hard and you hit deep. Uh, what's that thing, stamina and athletics combined? Uh, stamina athletics combined is going to be six. Okay. I knock it prone. And it goes <laughs> Just, just drive in and then just rip up and basically rip it off its feet. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it just pounds into the ground. Uh, Anya. Mm-hmm. Okay, we were told to double up. Salon uh-huh. are on one, Aiden and Alex are on one. A cow's on one, but I've also got one on me. Yep. As much as possible. Yeah. There's not 10 of you, so you can't all double up. Yeah. But, you know, right? <laughs> I'm going to go with what I think the spirit of the order was and attack the one on Hekau. Okay. Two of us to one at a time is how I am taking that right now. That works. Also, I'm a Metis, so I just get to go to breed form. Right. <laughs> um, cleric beast appears. Nom, 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 nom. I don't think that's my character art. I found good character art. It's less like covered oh, no. in gore. You know, it's it's not it's not your character. It's just how I it's how I visualize mentally. Yeah. If the cleric beast was less covered in gore and more incredibly well put together, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a cleaned up well Sunday best cleric beast. Yeah. Basically. Cleric beast ready for service. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, um, and claw attack. Alright. One success. That's a hit. Go ahead and roll damage on that one. Okay. And God, I love how many of you don't have any... No extra for one success, correct? (laughs) Right, exactly. Four aggravated. Nice! I know, Valko doesn't fight. It's amazing that I've done as much damage as I did. Same here. You guys are tearing into these things. Dakota, hmm? Uh, so I realize I, what do I roll for this? Uh, just to attack. Yeah. Yeah. Like to shift. Oh, okay. And to, to attack. So you're, you, what form are you trying to get into your war form? Yes. Okay. Um, so you're, when you when you look at your character sheet, there's a page of forms. So if you're going into Krinos, the difficulty is six. It'll say at the bottom of that one's column. Where on my character sheet is this? Uh, it's under the forms tab. Oh, okay. So that'll be your difficulty when you roll it. Primal, that's 
Stamina Primal. Stamina and Primal Urge. Yes, oh. sorry. <laughs> I should have told you the dice pool. Yes, so you'll be rolling Stamina and Primal Urge at difficulty six. Okay. You're in Hamid form right now, so you'll need two successes. Alternatively, you can spend a Rage. Yeah, or you can spend a Rage to just automatically shift into that form if you don't want to risk the roll. Also, the difficulty, just a quick note, the difficulty below is the, the difficulty is what form you're shifting out of, not into. Okay. Because if you don't make enough successes, you still shift as many steps as you made. I made four successes. All right, so you're definitely in Krynos form right now. <laughs> okay. So Pitch. in the forms tab, you can hit the word Krynos and your stats will change accordingly. Yeah, so you'll want to click on where it says Krynos there. Okay, I, I did that. Okay. And then you'll go to your combat tab. Okay. And that should already have the uh, claw and... It, it, there, uh, there's, a, there's a thing that says brawling and clawing. If you click the little scar mark next to it, it'll open. Yes. Hmm. Oh, wonderful. Okay. But well, I didn't realize it existed. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Neither did I. Okay. Well, it really shouldn't be minimized because most people are using oh, it. Yeah. yeah, it was very weird. I'll go for a claw attack then. All right. So you'll click the button that says claw. Two successes. Cool. Then you'll go over to where on that claw, same line as claw, it says aggravated for the damage. Mm-hmm. You'll click that aggravated button. It'll bring in a pop-up that asks you if you got any extra successes. You've got one extra success, so you'll fill in a one. Okay. <clears throat> nice! Damn! Wow. <laughs> Good work. Solid. Okay, so four of the five have been... Or wait, uh, were you j- jumping in with Ingvar, or were you picking a different spirit? I suddenly realized. I'll jump in with Ingvar. All right. So you shred this thing. Ingvar's got it pinned to the ground, and you just come in with a claw. You make a sweeping gesture, and the thing just kind of dissolves into spirit stuff. Hmm. Oh, kill you killed one. Yeah, that's brave. Sal. You finally have realized what's going on. <laughs> um, are, how many of them are still around? Uh, four of the five are still up and kicking. Okay. Um, are they all in the same general direction? In this sense. Are they all in the same general direction from me? Yeah, they haven't really uh, spread out very much. It's kind of it's like a swarm of piranhas, pretty much. Okay. Um, I'm going to spend a point of rage to turn into Grinos. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, everything um, except the t-shirt shifts with him. So he's now wearing a uh, basically a giant suit and shoes. Um, oh, everything except the t-shirt. Okay. Yeah. I thought you were saying everything melds into his body except the t-shirt. And I'm like, you're really Donald ducking it right up in here? No, no, no. <laughs> I, I Donald Duck. Um, <laughs> And he'll he pulls a um, uh, from from a shoulder holster under the uh, the jacket, pulls out a Mac Ten, uh, and just sprays the entire area. Um, I'm gonna spend a point of gnosis so I can use Tommy's new trick. Okay. Uh, it's my last point of gnosis. 
so that's a um, an automatic roll, and I I mean an automatic fire roll. I add 10 dice to the roll, uh, but the difficulty is not higher because of Tommy's new trick. Okay. Whoops. I need to add 10 dice to that. Is that attack modifier? Um, yes. Okay. Spraying the area or attack? It's going auto on one thing. No, spraying the area. That's different from going. What? No, that. It, it it works. It works the same as full auto, except the successes are distributed evenly between each target and Yes. Ball. Yeah. You uh, realize that includes all of us. Okay. It, uh, nope. Not with this gift. Okay. Yep. Mm. It looks like uh, it looks like that scene in Fifth Element when Zorg turns around and shoots at all the Mangalores, <laughs> and all the bullets just spin around right. and go to the original spot. um so eight successes um so each of them gets hit i guess at least once so each of them gets so the successes are distributed right so four of them are alive so each of them is getting a plus two attack right so go ahead and roll the damage with an additional success just once and that's how much damage each one of the four will take Mm -hmm. Okay. Everybody takes two damage. All right. So all of them take two damage. Let's see if they can soak that shit. (laughs) Soaks it. Second one soaks it. Third one soaks it. Fourth one botches. (laughs) All right. All right. You shot all four of them. Only one of them noticed, okay. unfortunately. But it looked fucking cool. <laughs> hey, stick boy. All right. Um, so I am going to do... Uh, that ability, which is the one where I attack twice and quick. Right. Split the split the dice yep. and that sort it's of split thing. Split yep. the die pool in a very nice... Eastern Kima Umanate, I can only guess. Sounds about right. Um, so it is, so it's my dex melee halved. This is really weird to figure out. Um, so that's three dice each. Okay. Uh, And are both of these going against the same target or different? Both against really quick assessment of the situation. Uh-huh. Who looks which one looks least fucked up at the moment? Um there's one isolated that was on Sal that hasn't gotten hit yet. Mm. Okay. Does the one in for the one that um uh, uh uh Alex and I are going after does it look really badly hurt at the moment? It looks pretty badly hurt at the like moment. Alex will probably okay. I'm do a quick spin over to the other one. Okay. Uh, shout out towards Alex. Finish it, and I'm attacking this one. Three successes to hit. That's definitely a hit on that one. Successes to hit. All right, so it's taking one hit at plus two and one hit at plus one. 
two damage. And uh, two damage and two damage. All right. Whack, let's whack. Whack, whack. Either of those. Soaks one, soaks one. So it's, it's sitting at two bashing on that one. Awesome. <clears throat> Which brings us back to Alex, who's been told to finish that one off. Hmm. Yep. I'm going to spend rage to get an extra action. Okay. Nice. And I'm going to bite at the thing in front of me. Um, let's see if I can get it to go away. Uh, five successes. Okay, yeah. so your it's gonna go away soon. is at plus four on okay. the damage roll. All That's right. one dead fucking. That's so probably one severely dead fucking murder spirit. Three. That is exactly as many as you needed. Sweet. And you've spent your rage, so there's three others that have all been injured somewhat. Yeah, I'm going after one that's on Sal, probably. One uh, of the ones that's on Sal. Okay. I'll follow. Actually, yeah. And yeah, keep yeah. keep doubling up with with Aiden, follow I guess. Aiden. Yep. Follow Aiden. Bite again. Okay. Two successes that time. All right. So and a plus one on the plus damage one. roll. Okay. One. Five successes. Nice. Alex is a monster. Yep. Alrighty. Uh, which brings us to the remaining three who are still hungry. Um, one of the one that's available seizing Var's back exposed and is going to go after that, which is a hit. Ingvar, wow, doesn't actually do any damage, though. I was about to say, Ingvar <laughs> looks like the softest target because she's the only one not in Krynos right now. <laughs> right. So, yeah, Ingvar, you basically feel something bite into your, just, like, your sh- your shoulder of your clothes. It's, <laughs> actually in. it's just, like, there and flailing, trying to destroy the clothing, basically. <laughs> um, one of them is going to go on to Aiden. These guys are rolling like shit right now. Hey, Aiden, can you soak one lethal damage for me, please? Yeah, I will. I don't know. That's <laughs> all order. Tough. I mean, all, but this is me. <laughs> all right. So, yeah. Actually, it, gets, it, gets, it gets like a little bit of the back of your hand. God, these guys are terrible. <laughs> I mean, they've only got three dice to roll, so... Remind me to, to put you up against more difficult enemies next time. Uh, I'm okay with the level they're at right now. <laughs> <laughs> and Alex, I need you to try and soak one lethal. Okay. Note to Jack, put us up against less difficult enemies. Yep. <laughs> All right. I'm fine. Okay. Yep. These guys are chowing down, but not getting anywhere. Valco. Uh, having seen the efficacy of the gun that Sal used, um, I am going to reach into my overlarged thigh bag, okay. uh, pull out a uh, a ceramic disc uh, etched with Egyptian uh, uh, it, with etched with uh, hieroglyphs, mm-hmm. and toss it towards Sal, hoping he'll catch it, and calling out, "Crush and throw." Okay. And that's my turn. All right. Because if you spend your last rage, some bad things happen, right? Sometimes. Yeah, I'm not going to spend my last rage in, in, in the middle of a fight. Okay. 
Ingvar. Uh, so Ingvar, there's one that's like trying to gnaw at her back. So she just kind of, with, she's already got the dagger in her first grip. So she just kind of drives back over her shoulder into it. Okay. Five successes. That's a hit. I'm going to try and activate the dagger now. Okay. I activate the dagger. You do. So much damage. This is going to be horrific. Ten aggravated damage. <laughs> so this thing just and just goes limp and kind of melts in half across the blade. As that one's dead too now. Uh, Anya, two of them still standing. Yeah, two of them are still standing. My understanding is one of them is between uh, Aiden and Alex, and the other right. one is where? Other one uh, is between uh, over by Dakota and Ingvar. Hmm. I don't know these people super well. I'm gonna just go with. I'm gonna go support Aiden and Alex. Okay. Oh, Swing uh, away. Claw attack. Three yep. successes. That's gonna that's gonna do some damage. Hmm. And add the extra. Chicken just done. fucking <laughs> annihilated. I, I like to think that that is the sound it makes as it dies because it's the... <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's the sound sound a slot machine spirit makes when it dies. <laughs> but yeah, you just rip this thing to shreds. And there's one left, Dakota, right in front of you. All right. I am going to claw that thing. Okay. For sure. Um, what am I adding for extra successes? So two. Okay. Yep. And how do I tell that? Uh, it should pop up a little query box when you hit your damage button. And then okay. you just type a two in there. Nice. Well, holy shit. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> See, that one had basically the equivalent of one hit point left. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> Sal doesn't need to use the disc I threw him, but he has it. <laughs> right. So, Sal has a disc. Yeah. And Sal, these things begin to melt a little bit. Sal, Sal watches the melt and then looks back over at a cow and says, one I should still throw it? <laughs> Only if there's an enemy approaching. No. Um, then uh, Sal, Sal walks over and hands it back to Fakau. I'll, I'll put a hand out and stop you. Keep it. Use it on enemies. Yeah. All Ingvar, right. Ingvar kind of, like, with the with some of the cloth wrapped around her hand, just kind of wipes off the, the, the fang dagger. And as you do, you can feel that tissue, not really th that concentrated just from the little bit that's on the blade, but there's gnosis in these things if you want it. Uh, I am empty on gnosis, so I will take gnosis if I can. So each one of these can be harvested for two gnosis. I would like to harvest for gnosis. 
Aiden drops back down in the breed form. Uh, if no one objects, I will take my full four gnosis because that's what I'm down. You do you. Yeah, I could. I'm I'm totally out, so I I, I would be happy to take some too. Too, but I look toward Aiden. Walks back over, picks up the gun that he dropped. <coughs> well, that wasn't actually terrible. Um, can I inspect these spirits while before they're being while or before or while they're being harvested? Just like see yeah. if I can tell yeah. what they were made mm-hmm. of. Aiden's keeping his attention on the on the uh, edges of the clearing. Still, I don't know what I need to roll. Um, intelligence and occult. Mm-hmm. Difficulty seven. My analytical specialty apply. Not really. Trying to analyze these guys, but that. <laughs> How much gnosis can I get get off one of these things? Each one has two gnosis to it. How so many corpses were there? Five. 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 So there's three. I, I took two, so there's three left, not counting whatever everyone else takes. Buddy, fill up if you if you're if you're low. Ten total. Uh, Four for Ingvar. I take one very cautiously. Uh, what difficulty is my... Yeah, uh, I'm going to take one. What difficulty is my spirit stuff roll? Seven. Mm. <laughs> I'll take two if we still got extra. Anybody but, that's... Yeah. Aiden's not taking any until everybody else is full. I won't take any. I, I don't think there's any left. So. No. Yeah, I think... Yeah, there's, there's not going to be enough to fill everybody up. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I mean, I'm, then if anybody's super low, I just I would like to have more than oh. zero gnosis. So How I, much did you take? Because that's going to be easier. Yeah, I did. I think the last two hearing. Oh. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So I'm happy to just take one and share. Oh, take two. Take two. Take the two. You're fine. Valco, uh, these are murder spirits. Yep. Um. Probably either drawn here by the sudden activation of a spiritually rich area. They tend to be they're they're gaffling level, not super sophisticated, not terribly advanced. Pretty much operating on instinct of kill and maybe eat, but mostly kill. So, sort of still in Krynos form, because who knows? Um, yeah, same. These are spirits of murder. They were drawn here instinctually. I don't think anything sent them necessarily. Though I imagine the sudden creation of a cairn disturbed the area severely. Yeah, for sure. That kind of thing, we basically just put up a giant fucking Statue of Liberty in the middle of the Umbra here. It's going to attract attention. Look in that direction. Swivel. As do I. Gun pointed. And the horse avian croak that sounds over the battlefield apparently comes from a bird-like form that is perched atop the sculpture. The midnight plumage trails wisps of smoke from the wing feathers, and the glowing white eyes almost hiss with the intensity of molten metal. Hello. 
however you talk to spirits, I'm talking to spirits. <laughs> the spirit speech gift. Yeah, I, yeah. I have the spirit speech gift. I just don't oh, know if that's okay. a. I don't know if that is a noticeable difference to you Got guys. It. <laughs> uh, it would be because spirit okay. speech is different than regular speech. I so begin if you're talking in spirit speech. Hello. It cocks an eye. And in the same language responds to you. You have the potential for greatness within you, it seems. Possibly, though I've spent much of it in youthful arrogance. I am Hakal. It blinks its eyes briefly. And, and none of the rest of us can understand either of them, correct? Do any of the other ones of you have spirit speech? As the gift? No. Nope. Yep. Unless you have the spirit speech gift, you're not able to understand this exchange. Would would they recognize what it is, though, even if they can understand Oh, yeah. You can tell he's talking to it, and it's responding in okay. the same language. Doing a thurge. <laughs> he's, doing a, he's doing a thurge, yeah. Oh. Do you want to serve as... I'm sorry. I was a little bit out of... What's your name again? Uh, turning my head back, Hikau. Hikau, what can you do some translation here for us? Right now, we're just making introductions. Thanks. If you can show me that our goals align and that you are worthy of my trust, I will act as your common bond. Can I interpret shall... that correctly? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. We shall be harbingers of the storms to come. So can I tell what kind of spirit this is by looking at it? Uh, yeah, you can tell. Uh, it's, a, it's a crow spirit. Okay. And do I know the goals of crow spirits? Or would I need to ask? Give, you, you could ask. You don't... I mean, you've got some rough concepts yeah. of, of them, but... I would like to roll intelligence occult if that's possible. Sure. Uh, and so in spirit speech still, I would know your goals so that we might determine if they align then. Something troubles the spirits in these concrete mazes. The shadow world is dying in your nest cluster. Hmm. I have been watching, but even my eyes have not found it. There is a cause underneath this. Go to the Golden Nugget, where the spirits gather. Perhaps there you can find the hints that elude me. Do this, and you will shelter under my wing's shadow. If you will but excuse me a moment, I would translate your offer to my companions. What difficulty? Uh, difficulty six. Okay. Uh, and then in English, uh, the crow spirit offers their service as a pack totem in exchange for assistance investigating events in the area, apparently... And I will I will explain the the shadow lands are die the shadows are dying part of that part. Of yep. Mm -hmm. Um. 
offered us offered a task to prove our goals align if this is something anyone interest asked their patience while I explained. I'm sorry, fucking what? I begin to explain it again verbatim. <laughs> <laughs> I heard, I heard, I heard. Yeah, let's let's back up to the point where uh, it's offering a pack code. Fucking pack. Was that not obvious? We spilled blood well, then made magic statue. Seemed pretty obvious to me. The spirit, the spirit perceives us as a. Incline my head at the other galliard in the room. <laughs> <laughs> that the, two people that get drunk and fuck in a hotel might have a kid. That doesn't make them parents. Sal <laughs> just kind of points at Aiden and's like, not exactly how I would have phrased it, but Woodstock's got a point there. But why can't we be one? A pack. Well, I, mean, I, I mean, if if you know crows appearing out of nowhere and telling us we are one, then all I'm saying is we ought to sit and think about this. Now, Hakau, I appreciate the fact that you're translating here, and I know that's not an easy thing to do, but uh, are we 100% sure that this thing is the real deal? I mean, it did show up right on the heels of a whole bunch of fucking gafflings. Yes. That I don't doubt. I mean, so just, just to be sure what I get off my cold. Yeah. So you looking at the situation, mm-hmm. you can definitely see how a spirit would arrive at the conclusions that's, that Crow here has been. Right. If what he is referencing as an issue in the Umbra is true. That is very in keeping with sort of the abstract function of what werewolves exist for, or at least what they tell themselves they exist for. Yeah. You did make a bargain with a spirit that apparently Crow is currently sitting on top of? For what it's worth, not that I would suspect any of you a wandering nomad as a pack mate, but the situation has piqued my curiosity, and I do intend to follow through at least on my own. We were all greeted with visions last night and awoke on the foundation of a cairn. There have been weaker reasons to found the pack. And there have been a lot of fucking dead. I have no problem, but many of us have passed. Um, that's... God damn it. All right. I don't see any reason why we don't... Why not to trust... Crow. Um, and if what... If what they're saying is legit, at the very least, the very least temporary bond is not a bad idea at the moment. I, I mean, believe I just fucking said that, but 
Full of excitement and joy. I mean, we did do a pretty As to mine, we will be here anyway for at least a little while. So I see no reason foreignness come between us. We did do a pretty good job taking out these things. No point to the uh, sort of fading tatters of the of the murderlings. Something something broken clock, right twice day. But I mean that's something to hear from you. You were the one who was all in there, like everybody double up, follow, do this, do that. I didn't look. I seen you around back at the halfway house. I didn't expect you'd be the one in there barking orders like a fucking sergeant. I've been through my share. Our show's good on you. But it's not the worst idea in the world right now. Well, close, but not. Hey, look, I'm yeah, not opposed. Yeah, I'm just, all I'm saying is, is, is we don't do it with at least considering it, but we've done, we, 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 we've talked it over. I'm just going to say I'm in. Nobody should feel required to be in. This may be what I've been searching for. I will join. I'm in. Mm-hmm. Yes. I turn back to Crow, assuming that Sal does not suddenly burst into negative song. He shrugs, he shrugs and says, yeah, why the fuck not? I'm into. And again in spirit speech, it would seem we've reached an accord and would gladly assist you in your goals. And that is where we will pick up next week. Mm -hmm. Say goodnight, everybody. Mm -hmm. Goodbye. Good night. Good night.